Welcome to Kahoot and the Wasp. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today we're going to discuss the New York Jets, Philadelphia Eagles, and a little fantasy football. I want to welcome my co-host, the Kahuna. Hey, what's up, Wasp? This week we also have a special guest, Mr. Christian Mueller. We're looking forward to hearing his viewpoint on some of the big matchups this week. So let's start with the Eagles. They won. They beat the Washington football team 27-17. Kahuna, let's break it down. Well... Well, could that game have started any worse? I mean, there we are. Boom. The, the fluky drop by Goddard off the heel. Pick could have been a pick six. Nobody knew it. And then uh, the, the drop by Goddard later. And then a fumble by Hurts. Next thing it's 10 nothing Washington with a guy who was burping his baby, right, just before the weekend. You think, what are they doing? Loved it. Philadelphia Eagles now 7-7, seven and seven, back in the playoff hunt. Jalen Hurts, what a great game on his first game back. 20 for 26, 296 passing yards. We haven't said that for him in a long time. He hasn't been over 150 passing yards. And he had one touchdown, one interception. The biggest star of the night, I thought, Miles Sanders. 18 attempts, 131 yards on the ground. The ground game was huge for the Eagles. Big time. <clears throat> I mean, everybody was running. I mean, uh, look at Jordan Howard, right? Miles Sanders. But I'm just, when is he going to score a touchdown? How are we going to make this guy happy? But you know what? He looked okay. He was pumped up. He was making plays. Didn't get hurt. That's huge. And uh, and then my man got it. Finally, you know, getting back in the game. A couple of bad drops. But all in all, hey, he put up, what, 130-some-odd yards or something? Yeah, Dallas Goddard, he had nine targets, seven receptions, 135 yards, was the big tight end for the Eagles. For the last couple weeks now, Dallas Goddard's almost been like a wide receiver one for the Eagles. Him and Jalen Hurts seem to be really developing their chemistry. I like this connection moving forward. I think opposing defenses, though, need to take away Goddard and let the wide receivers do it, but that's for the other teams to figure out. Yeah, and you know, the other thing that bothered me a little bit, two two things I took away that I didn't like from this game, and, and overall I thought they played well. I'm going to make it three things. One, slow starts. It's an eagle problem, right, this whole season. Uh, two, I don't understand what their defense is doing as secondary. Why are they playing that soft? This guy is worse than a rookie. He's beyond worse than a rookie, and you're giving him all the space and room, and then that one time he got beat over the top, right? That was terrible. But, uh, you know, they got to clean it up. They got to stand up against the Giants this week, and they got to play a little press D. They got to get in the quarterback's face and make stuff happen. Yeah, overall, big time for the Eagles. Down 10 points right away to come back and win that game. The defense stepped up after the first quarter. Up next for the Eagles, though, is the struggling New York Giants team. Line opened up. Philly minus 10. It's now minus 10.5. Over-under was set at 42.5. That's been bet down to 40.5, so they're going to say not many points. New York Giants are 4-10 and 10 right now on the season. Uh, the quarterback is still up in the question mark area. Mike Lennon's been getting the last couple starts. We could talk about Saquon Barkley trying to find his old form and Kenny Galladay leading the way, but no touchdowns. Well, you know, Glennon is going to play. That's There's no real question about that. I think uh, Danny Dimes is on IR, so he's finished. Uh, <clears throat> Shepard, IR. Uh, you know, Galladay, not doing that much. Tony, is he going to be back from COVID? So it's really a depleted team. Um, Saquon, yeah, he looks okay, but he's not the old Saquon. And uh, so the thing is, it looks like an easy win for the Eagles, right? But that's what we said, what, week 12? And they ended up losing to them. So the Eagles tend to play down to the Giants. The Giants play feisty against the Eagles. So can the Giants stop that run, the juggernaut run 
offense of the Eagles? I don't know. But we'll have to see. I mean, the Eagles got to win this game. There's no two ways about it. Don't you agree? I agree 100%. I think it could be a close game just because it's a division game. I think Saquon could come out and finally have a two-touchdown game because he's been off a little bit all year. But opposing defenses, no, they can just stop Saquon. Mike Lennon's not going to beat you. The New York Giant wide receivers aren't going to beat you. And now they have Evan Ingram as their, their holy ghost. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. You know, I think the Giants are going to play, uh, like I said, they play feisty. I think their defense is going to be there, and they're going to get in the Eagles' face. But if they play smart, they pound the ball, and when they got the opportunities, they hit some wide receivers, and they got to get Sanders that elusive touchdown this week. I think it's happening this week. Yeah, I think there could be a couple points in this game. I think this could be a, you know, 28 28- 14 game. I think the Giants are good for at least two touchdowns, but uh, I think Jalen Hurts has to keep this offense humming, whether it's on the ground or thrown in the air. Eagles need to win. Yeah, yeah and I, I like 27 17 uh, for the Eagles, so we're really close. And uh, if Jalen stays within himself and he starts getting a little bit better at his reading his progressions, it's going to be a guaranteed. And Jalen's only started, what, 16, 17 games right now? I think based on the first 16, 17 games of his career, I like him as the future starter for the Eagles. I think his passing can get a little bit better. I love Jalen Hurts, always have. Glad to see him having success. There you go. Go, Eagles, go. So let's talk a little fantasy football. Fantasy football. So let's start with the wide receiver position. We're going to start with Christian Kirk out of Arizona. Had 12 targets, 9 receptions, 94 yards and a touchdown, 24 fantasy points. He's the number 62 overall fantasy player. Big shoes to fill with Hopkins out for the rest of the regular season. He's the team's deep threat right now, but playing a tough, tough D with the Colts coming up, 13 projected. I still think he can find the end zone being the deep threat of the Cardinals. Uh, I agree. Um you know, he did much better than A.J. Green this last time out. But uh, remember, they also got to feed Ertz. So uh, there's some stuff to uh, to be had. I don't know what happened with Murray, right? Where was he in this last game? He was throwing balls all over the place, and it wasn't to his receivers. And, oh, by the way, who who beat them this last week? Detroit Lions. Yeah. Somebody say that again out loud. Detroit Lions. Welcome to Detroit. <laughs> this this is crazy. And now they're going to go play the Colts. And you know what you're going to get of? You're going to get a lot of JT, right? So I don't know. This is not a, a walk-in-the-park game for Arizona. I'll tell you that. I think they're going to get busy. I think Kirk, uh, A.J. Green, they're going to all be busy. Give him five for eight, 75 yards. But I'm not sure he gets a touchdown this week. Yeah, I think he has to find the end zone for the Arizona Cardinals to win. You're right, Colts, good D, great running game. I think Carson Wentz in the last win went 5-12, of 12, so they're really not unleashing the ball to the wide receivers. Tough game, great to watch this week. Next up, Devontae Adams from Green Bay, seven targets, six receptions, had 44 yards and a touchdown, 17 fantasy points. He's the number 12 fantasy player right now, a touchdown machine. I don't think he can be covered. He's Uh, Aaron Rodgers, elite wide receiver one. His special footwork makes him so hard to cover off the line. I think he can do well. 21 projected points against the Cleveland Browns this year. They're still dealing with COVID issues. I expect him to have a big game. You know, Cleveland's going to come back. They're going to be cleaning up this COVID problem by the weekend. Um, I think Cleveland needs to make a statement game here, especially their defense. Um, I think Cleveland's going to run the ball all day long, take away uh, Rodgers, take away the clock. Uh, Chubb's going to do it, and, and you can run on Green Bay, right? Um, but Rodgers, Adams, God, what a combination. I wish I had him. As a matter of fact, I'm playing Adams in my fantasy finals, so I'm not happy about it. Uh, but he's going to get his looks. He's going to get six to eight catches, 65 yards, a touchdown easy. Um, but I don't think this is going to be a walk-in-the-park game. 
I think Cleveland's going to show up, and I think they're going to play him tough. So we'll see what happens. You're right. The Cleveland run game is really the engine in Cleveland with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt when he was healthy. Uh, Baker Mayfield missed last game. We'll see if he comes back this week. Not sure. I think Green Bay can win this game, but it's in Cleveland, and Cleveland has to win now to stay in the playoff picture. So there's a lot riding on this game. Up next, we got Devontae Parker out of Miami. He had eight targets, four receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown, 16 fantasy points. Now, he's the number 204 fantasy player, but he missed seven games with injury. But when he is playing, he's averaging double-digit fantasy points in the lineup. You know, Devontae Parker, I always liked him. I just never get to see him play, right? He's always hurt. Uh, last week, he was helped by two things. One, uh, you know, no waddle. And the other one, you know, Tua, just, he played an okay game. Wasn't Gaskin great. was coming off COVID. And they were playing the Jets. So <clears throat> don't think that everything you see with Devontae Parker from last week is going to be moving forward. And, oh, by the way, they're playing New Orleans. Anybody have any clue what happened with New Orleans last week against Tampa Bay? Well, this is in New Orleans. New Orleans had the big win against Tom Brady. But he, the New Orleans Saints have had Tom Brady's number in the regular season. I think the last couple of games have been 0-3. I told you last week, take the money line Tampa. I was wrong with that. I thought it would be competitive. I didn't think it'd be that competitive. But when your wide receivers go down and your running back goes down, who are you throwing the ball to? Antonio Brown needs to come back ASAP for Tampa. He definitely needs to come back. And, <clears throat> you know, um, this week, I, I think two is going to get a lot of heat from the New Orleans D-line. Uh, they, they were just amazing last week. And then when you put that much heat up front, the secondary starts looking a lot better. So I don't think that uh, New Orleans is a gift in the secondary anymore. I think Waddle should come back. Uh, you have Gasicki, but he doesn't score touchdowns anymore. I also think on the New Orleans side, who is Lattimore going to cover? Because he's a really great corner. He can shut down a wide receiver. Depends on, you know, is he going to be on Waddle if Waddle comes back or is he not playing? Or Parker going to have to deal with Lattimore the whole time? It'll be tough. I'm thinking uh, Parker's going to see Lattimore because uh, Waddle's going to be more of a slot guy, crosses. Um, so, you know, I, he'll get at least four to six receptions, 50 yards, but I don't see him getting a touchdown as well. I agree with that. All right, let's go to the running backs. We'll start with Jeff Wilson Jr. out of San Francisco. Monster week, 21 attempts, 110 yards and a touchdown. Had two receptions for nine yards as well, 19 fantasy points. He's the number 364 fantasy player. You know, the, the San Fran stable of running backs has been on and off all year, so he hasn't got the same kind of play time as some of the other guys. But next man up mentality. I mean, San Fran ran the ball well. That's why they got the big win against Atlanta. Playing at Tennessee this week, seven projected points. What do you think about Jeff Wilson? Jeff Wilson actually uh, surprised me a little bit last week because you know the week before he did pretty much nothing. Um, <clears throat> but then I thought, oh, okay, they're playing Atlanta. You know, a little, little week on the run. And they just concentrated and they pounded, pounded, pounded. And he actually put up a nice, a nice effort. So this week, a uh, couple of questions I have in mind. One is uh, Mitchell's status. I know it's a short week. So I don't think Mitchell's going to play. But right now he's gone to questionable from being out with the concussion knee. So there is a glimmer. Um, but you know what? They're playing Tennessee. Tough to run on Tennessee. So you'd think Kittle, Debo Samuel, and Debo Samuel runs the ball as well. Be getting a big target share in this game. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if Wilson plays and it's not Mitchell, then, you know, maybe you give him 15 touches, 60 yards. But I don't see any touchdown against Yep, I agree. I mean, it depends. Maybe you get a pass interference call, ball on the one. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, if he falls that. in, it's a different story. All right, Javante Williams, Denver, 15 rushes, 72 yards, four targets, four receptions, nine yards. He had 12 fantasy points playing at Vegas this week. He's the number 59 overall fantasy player. He's averaging 120 scrimmage yards in the last three weeks. He's an angry runner, and he's still putting points up 
but he's split in time with Melvin Gordon, who's the number 70 fantasy overall player, and he's averaging 15 rushes per game as well. Denver, super run heavy. Williams, Melvin Gordon, I like it. Yeah, they are super run heavy, and uh, <clears throat> they've, been, they've been running the ball very well. Um, you know, I was looking at that last week uh, with, uh, with Cincinnati, and uh, Denver was really doing holding their own. I, I kind of picked Denver to win if it wasn't for that kind of runaway bomb to Taylor Boyd at the very end that Denver couldn't recover from, they would have won at home. I like Cincinnati outright. Well, there you go. <laughs> but uh, you're right. I mean, uh, Williams, uh, Gordon, it's a stable. And uh, basically, Bridgewater throws to whoever he has to throw to if he has to throw. And we he hope Bridgewater like gets better after taking the big hit last week. Yeah, well, you know what? Bridgewater's not playing. I, I think he's out. I think Drew Locke is in. I think that's going to be more friendly for the receivers. Uh, but Williams is going to do well, and you have to run against Vegas to set the table. So I, I, I see a lot of work for both running backs. He's going to get at least 15 touches, 75 yards, probably a touchdown. I agree. Uh, with, with Bridgewater being out, I took a flyer on Cortland Sutton. I've had him on the fantasy bench all year this year. The only game he put up big numbers once was against Vegas. So I'm going to put him in the lineup this week again. Hopefully Drew Locke and him can have a little bit of that magic. They had a year, year, yep, two. Yep, years. good idea. Finally, we've got Aaron Jones at a Green Bay, 13 rushes, 58 yards, two receptions 12 yards and a touchdown 15 fantasy points playing the cleveland browns this week he's the number 46 overall fantasy player and he has missed some time uh he outtouched aj Dillon 15 to 8 last game he's great catching the ball out of the backfield and he's really helping create space for some of the wide receivers because you have to watch aaron jones at all times he can run it through the pile he could go to the outside he could catch a screen pass he really helps aaron Rodgers. Well, he's he's uh, he's a security blanket, you know. He's the guy, and you could do anything you want with him. He's a Swiss Army knife. He was the original Swiss Army knife before Cordell Patterson showed up. Um, but you know what? They've been nursing Aaron Jones because last year he fell apart and he, he got roasted before the playoffs. Had the shoulder injury. I really think him and A.J. Dillon as a team in Green Bay makes Aaron Jones even that more of a I agree 100%. I mean, they just keep Jones fresh enough that when he gets out there, he's hitting with a little fury. And A.J. Dillon, he's a young guy. He's a big, strong uh, running back. So, you know, <clears throat> Cleveland defense, like I said, they're going to have to show up this week. Now, they had a lot of COVID issues last week. I think they're going to get healthy. If they play angry and they play smart, if they can control a little bit of the game here and keep Aaron uh, Rodgers off to the sideline, this game could get close. But in the meantime, Aaron Jones, he's going to get his play. 15 touches, at least 60, 70 yards, touchdown. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think Green Bay is playing really good football right now. The Browns, not so much. It's going to be tough for the Browns to keep up. We want to welcome our special guest, Christian the Mule Mueller. Christian Mueller is the GM of the Fresh Dicks Ice Hockey Program, one of the founders of Gotta Hockey, works over at Hydac, real successful corporation. Christian, welcome. Thanks for having me on today, boys. Absolutely. We don't really uh, bring Patriot fans uh, to the podcast too much, but welcome. We're so happy to have you. Hey, so what do you think about those Patriots this week? But tough game, right, Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, Mac Jones can throw more than, what, three passes uh, and see if we actually sling the ball down the field and help the offense get a couple more touchdowns in the red zone. Well, if, if he goes for Hunter Henry, he's got a good chance. Tell, tell you what, the, you know, the Patriots and Tom Brady, it's always been, a, as a Jet fan, tough to watch. Tom Brady always coming in year after year after year, not just winning games against the Jets, but winning Super Bowls. So I can't even enjoy the playoffs most of the years for the past two decades because I got to see Patriots throwing up the Lombardi every year. How did it feel over the last two decades with the championships, Tom Brady? And you really got to watch Tom Brady from beginning to end. 
Yeah, I mean, first when we heard about the six-round draft pick, uh, Tom Brady, I was not too pleased because I was a big Drew Bledsoe guy. <laughs> and uh, when he came in there, though, he took over the team, and, you know, we started winning games that mattered and, you know, pulled stuff out of our hat, you know, to, to, to help the team come up with some miraculous touchdowns, you know, when we need or defense or in that snow game against the, the Raiders. Oh, the tug roll, the tug roll, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, we'll come back to the Patriots. Let's uh, break down the New York Jets. They lost to the Miami Dolphins 24-31. Yeah, the New York Jets right now, 3-11. and Kahuna, break it down. Well, <clears throat> I tell you what, I, I picked Miami for that game, if you recall, and uh, all of a sudden the Jets are up by two touchdowns early. I was uh, counting on Miami D and my fantasy team. So I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? Well, you know, the ship started to get righted a little bit after a while. Miami D started playing. But I tell you what, it was, it was a crazy beginning, and I was nervous, like, well, get out. Yeah, I thought it would be a close game. It was a close game. I, With the Jets being out of playoff contention, I was glad they actually got the loss because I think draft order really is a big difference for teams moving forward and having success in the future. Jets now 3-11. Zach Wilson was 13-23, 170 yards, but no touchdowns, no interceptions. You have to have at least one touchdown per game as a quarterback to win. And Zach Wilson was the leading rusher, four attempts, 12 yards, and a touchdown. I don't need him rushing touchdowns in. I need Michael Carter to do that. His first game back, I thought he underperformed. Formed. Hopefully next week he has a better week. And Jamison Crowder led the way, five receptions, 40 yards, no touchdown. No Elijah Moore, he's on the COVID IR list. Quiet season for Crowder, but you got to have more than 40 yards as a wide receiver. Well, I mean, Crowder had to because who else was out there, right? Uh, no no Davis, no more, like you said. Yeah, you know, it was a little disappointing with Carter uh, coming back. Didn't get to do too much. Tevin Coleman actually uh, did okay. Uh, but Zach you know, hey, he was going against Miami D, and they finally turned it on later on in the game. You know, he just hasn't been doing enough to take control of games, uh, Zach, so far, and that's been the hit on him. I agree, hundred uh, percent. Next for the Jets is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they're two and twelve this season. The line opened up Jets favored minus two and a half. All of a sudden, that's been bet to Jacksonville minus one over under forty one and a half. Mule, what do you think of the Jacksonville Jets game coming up? I think it's going to be a tight played game. I think offenses are going to struggle, but I think uh, at the end uh, the the Jets might actually take them in this game. I, I really think with all the coaching, you know, things going on with Jacksonville and inconsistent of play all year with a rookie quarterback. I know the Jets have a rookie quarterback, but I think the Jets have a better coach, and I think their team is, is hungry after that loss against Miami. Yeah, a lot of Jet fans look at Trevor Wallace and they're like, or Trevor Lawrence, and they're like, man, that should be our quarterback because the Jets, we didn't have any wins, but one last year. We won the last two games at the regular season. It, it hurt us, put us to number two. We took Zach Wilson. Has it worked out? Has it not worked out? He hasn't had a full season. I think next year will be the break, make or break season for him. But we'll see what happens. A lot depends on the draft now with this game coming up. You know, Trevor Lawrence started off the season pretty good, actually. He was hitting a lot of uh, receivers. He had a healthy stable. And he was using Marvin Jones back then, if you recall. Mar Marvin Jones had a good couple of first three, four weeks. Um, and then, you know, the coaching staff, all the stuff you hear about Urban Meyer, uh, James Robinson, uh, Hurt, and or in the doghouse. Uh, basically, the team gave up, and uh, they gave up on the coach, and they gave up on playing, and that's why Jacksonville was so bad for so long. But you know what? Uh, last week, James Robinson, uh, is a little resurrection, and I think it's going to continue this week against the Jets because uh, you can run on the Jets. We all know that. And then Marvin Jones, 
you know, if there's any connection to be had, I think it's a good opportunity against that secondary. So Trevor Lawrence ought to try and make that happen. You know, overall, uh, you know, Jacksonville, their defense is just not that good. I, I see the Jets putting some points up. Uh, I see Robinson having a good day. So it really comes down to who's, which defense is going to actually make the, the difference. And uh, right now I, I'm leaning at the Jets, which is hard for me to want to do, but I'm leaning Jets 20 to 17. Originally, I agree. I was leaning that way, but now with the line opening up at minus two and a half, going all the way to Jacksonville minus one, there's a lot of early money coming in on Jacksonville to make that line move, and that always makes me think I'm going to lean Jacksonville for the win here. And, and we'll that's because people like Lawrence right now. Well, Lawrence was the number one uh, quarterback coming out of Clemson. He was the number one draft pick. He has nine touchdowns, 14 interceptions on the year, very pedestrian numbers, but again, his team hasn't been that great either. James Robinson, you talked about, leading the way as a running back, 161 attempts 757 yards eight touchdowns for him and he's had an up and down season issues with urban meyer and urban meyer i always loved him i'm a gator fan i thought what he did in florida you know we'll never forget in the tim tebow days thought he did amazing work in ohio state i feel bad the way things went for him in jacksonville i hope he gets another chance down the road with someone else but in the nfl is a win now kind of league oh, yeah. and Absolutely. if you're two and 12 that's just not doing it even though you're jacksonville it doesn't happen for anybody you're not going to be there very long. So which Mule. way are you going? Which oh, way? I'm going to go Jacksonville. And Mule, you I'm, said? I'm going Jets 21-17. Uh, <laughs> I went 20-17. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, Mule, why don't you tell us a little bit about Gotta Hockey, the Fresh Dicks organization. You're the biggest name in the Lehigh Valley when it comes to GMing or hockey. Why don't you tell us about how you got it started and what it means to you? So in uh, 2004, I graduated high school, and uh, I still wanted to play hockey competitively. So when I had the opportunity to, to find a men's league to play in, you know, I played a little bit on some other teams, and then I was like, you know what, I want to start my own team, and that's when the Fresh Sticks more or less came about. We actually started at a, a roller hockey team at uh, Sports Fest in Cedar Beach when they used to have that event, and then uh, from there we started playing at the uh, Lehigh Valley uh, Ice Arena <laughs> over in Whitehall, and then over in Bethlehem uh, at the Steel Ice Center, and then got uh, the Fresh Dick started with, uh, you know, college guys or high school buddies like yourself that I get to play with, and then uh, got a hockey just came about over the years after that, uh, uh, all with the same group of uh, hockey guys, figuring out how we can give back to the game and uh, getting some uh, programs put together for the kids. Well, the Lehigh Valley is real appreciative of what you've done. Got a hockey has really turned the Lehigh Valley into an ice hockey hub. Next year, when a lot of these younger, talented players and the Phantoms organization and others are going to be nationally ranked teams, and most of these kids are training with Gata Hockey coaches right now. The Fresh Dick teams, everyone I talk to in the Lehigh Valley wants to play for your team, and everyone playing your team doesn't want to show up because that's how good that some of these guys are playing. So kudos to you, Mule. You're the GM of the year and the GM of the year for the last decade. I give you that. Thanks, bud. So let's go to some of our final thoughts. Lock of the Week. Let's see. What do we got first? Uh, Cleveland, Green Bay. <clears throat> and that's kind of a tricky one. I, I mean, the Browns this past week came off a, a real disappointing last-second field goal loss to the Raiders, uh, and they were playing pretty much a depleted COVID team, uh, no quarterback. So, uh, you know, that was tough, tough loss for them. And, you know, Nick Chubb, 
running real well, doing everything he can. What twenty three ninety one and a touchdown last week? And well, let's not forget Nick Chubb was completely shut out in the first half. That I thought the Browns had the worst rushing uh, total ever in a first half of a game, and then he came alive in the second half. I mean, not having your starting quarterback there, maybe missing some of the players on COVID, didn't help the running game. But he's a great runner. Found his yards in the second half. Yeah, and you know when you pound the ball, usually running backs that's where they make their yards in the second half because the guys are tired. They're getting tired of getting pushed around by the O-line. So, hey, he, he did what he was paid to do. And, uh, you know, Hunt's out, probably going to be out another week at least. And they didn't do much with uh, uh, Johnson as a backup. He got a couple of touches. So, you know, Cleveland uh, played a tough game and a tough loss. Now, you know, this week uh, they're going to go against Green Bay. Green Bay has just been solid. I mean, you know. Tough week against the Ravens. They had the 31-30 win. Yeah, you know, that could have been a loss. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, I would have gone the way that uh, Harbaugh went with the two-point play, two in a row, right? So that's two hard losses for him. But Green Bay, they're just really, really playing well. And uh, and they don't make a lot of mistakes. This line opened up Green Bay minus 7.5. It's now Green Bay minus 7. Yule, which way are you going? Oh, I'm taking the Packers 31-21. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I'm going to say Packer money line. I think maybe this game could be a little closer than people think. Right away, there's a little money coming in on Cleveland to bring it down to seven. So I'm going to take uh, Packers by seven. You know, we, uh, we're looking at this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, well, you know, he's the man. And he's been playing tough uh, with his uh, toe, right? Turf toe or and broken toe, whatever. And I believe he's about one touchdown away from tying Brett Favre's record. So knowing the story of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, you know this is going to be a real meaningful game for him. So you think definitely two touchdowns from him. Yeah, he, he wants to do this. And, and uh, you know, with Deontay, uh, Devontae Adams, he's going to play well. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I, I don't think Cleveland has enough to stop them. Uh, they're going to get their uh, COVID boys back on defense. I think it'll be a tough, hard-fought game, but i got to see Green Bay win in 27-20, something like that. I agree. All right, moving on next, Detroit Lions 2-11-1 on the year against the Atlanta Falcons 6-8. and This line opened up, Atlanta minus 4.5. It's now Atlanta minus 6. Heard golf could be on the COVID list. Big win last week uh, for Detroit against Arizona. Falcons are kind of having an up-and-down season. I'm surprised they have six wins on the year. But if golf's not playing, this could be an Atlanta move. Yeah, um, <clears throat> actually, I, I liked uh, Detroit initially. And then when COVID, uh, you know, ended up kicking golf in the butt, I just can't see it happening. I, I'm not really sure who their backup quarterback's going to be. I don't think he's going to have the uh, chemistry with our Am- Amon Ra, St. Brown, uh, Reynolds. Um, they still don't have Swift back. I'm not sure if he's playing. Jamal should be coming back. Uh, so uh, Detroit, they're feisty. Man, they've been playing some tough, close games. But well, They play for their coach. They, I've seen a lot of after locker room stuff, and their coach is a motivator, especially when you're having a, a bad season like the Lions. It has to be tough week after week after week to come motivate your guys. But you can see how much these wins have meant to Detroit in the last two weeks. Good for the fans as well. Yeah, you know, and you got Atlanta. Uh, they've been playing okay lately. Just they don't stop the run very well. So I think Detroit, no matter who's – out there is going to be able to run on them. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think, but now without Goff, I got to lean with Atlanta, maybe 2017. I was having the same uh, mindset that the Lions would take this game, but once Goff got on the COVID list, I think it's going to be the Falcons uh, 21 
14. I like that. All right, last game, Miami Dolphins now 7-7 seven and seven against the New Orleans Saints. 7-7, seven and seven, big game for the playoff picture. This opened up at New Orleans minus 3. There's been no movement on it. Big win last week for New Orleans against Tom Brady. The defense really stepped up. Alvin Kamara is back, but the Miami Dolphins, they've been playing really well over the last six, seven weeks. So, tough game. Hey, I think they played pretty well last week. What do you think about that? Well, they played the Jets. You know, that's not the, the hardest thing in the NFL right now. Are you talking about Miami? I'm talking about New Orleans. <laughs> if you can shut out Brady, you think you can work on Tua a little bit? Well, look what happened. I mean, they lost Godwin. They lost Evans. Fournette went down. So, I mean, uh, some of those hits were a little rough. That Godwin shot to the knee, slow motion, did not look good. And any quarterback will tell you. I mean, look at Dak Prescott when Amari Cooper was out, C.D. Lamb was out. It's just not the same chemistry. Yeah, so, I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Duke Johnson, where'd he come from? Where'd they resurrect that guy? Coming up with that, he took running. all of the Gaskin points last week. Yeah, well, I want to see who was he running against. He was uh, the Jets. That's why Robinson's going to do well this week. Anyhow, yeah, I, I you know, I, I don't see anybody running against New Orleans. Their, their front line, they beat the hell out of Fournette. We all know. Um, and on the other hand, uh, New Orleans, their offense just is kind of struggling. And Miami D is okay. So I don't see many points being put up here. I, I think this is going to get back and forth. There's going to be a lot of field goals being made. Um, maybe Hill gets a little bit of run, you know, uh, for New Orleans. But at home, New Orleans, uh, their defense right now, they have to win this game. Have to win this game. Stay in the playoff hunt. So uh, New Orleans at 20, Miami maybe 14, 13, something like that. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to probably be a low-scoring game. Uh, I think both defenses are going to show up in this game. But uh, I think ultimately what matters is if you know if Kamara can get in the end zone early, I think that's going to spark the Saints' offense. So I'm going to go 24-14 uh, for the Saints. Yeah, I was Saints 28-14. I think Kamara has a big game against uh, the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins will compete, but I think the Saints riding the high of last week, big game for them at home. Saints take it. Yeah, and you know the the real intangible to me is what's going to happen with Taysom Hill. If he all of a sudden starts running and he puts one or two uh, rushing uh, touchdowns in, that means Kamara had some room. And watch out for Marcus Calloway. He had a big game last week. All right, so thank you guys so much. We want to thank our sponsor, Steel Pixel Studio. We want to thank our producer, Ben Orr. Thank our guest, Christian the Mule Mueller. We appreciate you having uh, coming on the show. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Go Jets, 3-10. and 10. Go Eagle, 7-7. Seven and seven. Kahuna? Hey, I got a little teaser. Uh, there's something about a uh, little hockey thing uh, maybe coming up in the future. You got any idea about that? That's right. Come January, we're going to have a big hockey podcast for all the hockey fans out there. We're going to have some big guests coming up, so be ready for a huge announcement next week. There you go. So have a great weekend, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to Coon and the Wasps.